0: on blast and we are live this is the wrap it up on blast raps post game show as always my name is michelle alexander in this episode of wrap it up it's brought to you by clean cuts barbershop 2013 danforth avenue in the east end of toronto clean cuts the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions so go see skip and the crew as a wise man once said tell them that i sent you check them out on instagram at clean cuts toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now well the raptors had an appointment tonight in denver and it didn't really go too well as Raptors lose their third straight game of the season, first time they've lost three straight all year, 133-118 to 118 to the Denver Nuggets. First game of a five-game road trip, and as mentioned, my name is Sheldon Alexander. Thank you guys for tuning in as you do live on Twitter to the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show there is at shell alexander on twitter same thing goes for people on instagram at sheldon alexander now we take your comments and questions in both places because this is about you the people we want to hear what the fan base is saying after each and every game but if you are on the instagram feed right now you can only see my ugly face but you can see the full feed if you just click the link in my bio on the instagram feed that'll take you to the full set you can see q hear q have the proper audio And see the full set in all its gloriousness. It's lovely. (laughs) I don't know. I'm bullshitting right now. But you get the point. You can see the full feed and you can hear my guy Q, who's here joining me for this game. Q, how you feeling, man? I'm good, man. You're okay?
1: No overreacting.
0: No overreacting. You're all right with this loss, not too bothered by this loss at all. I'm okay. Okay. Good to see OG come out of a show. We'll get into that. Okay. 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 We will get into that as the Toronto Raptors, as mentioned, fall to the Denver Nuggets, 133-118. to Now, this game, you know coming into Denver, Denver, the altitude is a tough place to play, but you're also undermanned. So you knew the Raps would be in tough in this game, and right off the bat, Denver just came out, and it was a familiar face to Canadian basketball fans who was doing it early. It's your man's Jamal Murray. Yep. Murray came out, and he was just focused early on. Are you are you surprised in any way by how good Jamal Murray looks at certain points? Because, I mean, especially in this game, like, he looked like it was across a Steph, and, like, yeah. he just wasn't missing. It was crazy. He got them out to a great lead. He started out 5-for-5 five five from beyond the three-point line, and Murray, I mean... Denver was just shooting great. He was four for four from beyond the arc, sorry. And he had, uh, I want to say 17 points.
1: 17 first quarter points.
0: Just crazy work by Jamal Murray. When you see him cooking like that, I mean, what, what's the answer there for the Raps? Because with the injuries, again, no Marcus All, no Serge Ibaka, no Fred Van Fleet. So they're again starting Rondé Hollis Jefferson mm-hmm. as their starting center. But there are a lot of possessions where Ronde was guarding Jamal Murray. <laughs> yeah. So it's a very mismatched lineup for the Toronto Raptors and they didn't really have an answer early for Murray, did they?
1: No, um when he's hitting his shot like that, there I don't think there is an answer. Mm-hmm. You know, the man the men the can score, the man gives buckets. Yeah. Um I think I think the key for him is I think like most even like what we say about the Raptors is consistency. Mm-hmm. He's got to get to the point where he's giving you a consistent 25 to 30. Yeah. And then his star will really blow up. But I think, you know, he's not a a secret in the NBA.
0: Yeah. And the thing, too, that I thought was really cool about Jamal Murray, I think that Jamal Murray was hitting all kinds of shots. Like, my guy was, he was hitting deep threes. He was hitting threes off the dribble, off the catch and shoot. Like, it was a little bit of everything he was pulling out in the arsenal. And I just think, you know, it got me kind of excited for what could be this summer for Canada basketball. (laughs) But in terms of the Raptors tonight, it just wasn't a good look at all. And they didn't really have an answer. And I think what kind of happened early was they were trying to trade three-pointers with them. And Denver's not a team that shoots a lot. Like, they're not a great three-point shooting team. They're okay. But also, they don't really, they're a slow-paced team, right? Because you got Jokic. And obviously, their offense works best when it's very methodical with the Jokic kind of controlling things from the top of the key the wraps on the flip side we know this team after watching them night in night out when their shooting is not going well it looks very ugly and there's one guy who struggled probably a lot more than others in this game and it was pascal siakam i mean we can't get too far into this pod without talking about the struggles of pascal he finished with 16 points in this game but six of 21 from the field one of seven from three-point land, and the reason I'm bringing this up so early is because while Murray was shooting well, hot early, Pascal wasn't, but he kept shooting threes in the first half. Yeah, this is a second straight game now that we've seen Pascal kind of struggle in the first half with his shot, and then I'm assuming get a pep talk in the second in the at halftime, and yeah. then at least try to go to the paint. Yeah, but he still struggled in this game. What did you make of Pascal? Just his is lackadaisical offensive play in
1: this in this game. You know, what, I'm, not, I'm to start, I'm going to go off of Pascal and okay. put it on the Raptors as a whole. Now, a couple games ago, mm-hmm. uh, Nick Nurse came out and said that he was going to uh, up the usage for Pascal because, you know, obviously to get ready for the playoffs and for the different looks, different teams are going to throw at you. And yeah. the more repetition the better your decision making is supposed to be. Yeah. Um that's not I don't I just don't think that's the way this Raptors team is built. Yeah. Um I think the struggles you're seeing from a guy like Pascal um, Fred isn't really clicking like like it, he was earlier in the season. Yeah. Kyle's up and down, OG's up and down. Yeah. I think we're really, 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 really seeing the effects of not having Marcus Sullivan in the lineup.
0: So here's here's my thing, and I and I I get you. I understand exactly what you're saying. I do. Obviously, the Raptors at full strength to the Raptors yeah. without these guys, it's different ball game. But to me, Pascal, the thing is, the shot selection just isn't there right now at all. And I think what ends up happening, especially in the first half, is because he has the open three. He's going to take the open three. And I and on one hand, I get that. But on the other hand, it's like, at a certain point, you're going to learn that you can take that shot and get that shot literally every time down the floor. But is that the right opportunity for your team at that point? And I think with your offense struggling, there's got to be some adjustment made earlier where you say, hey, my shot's not cooking. Yeah, they are giving me this open look but maybe i should try to move the ball around or maybe shoot the three off some ball movement first yeah. or take it to the basket cuz at least you know i'm going to put pressure on the defense and it's just the shot selection has not been good and then even in the second half when he was going to the basket my guy was missing mad layups and stuff right like it just wasn't a good look and i know it's a bad game we're not going to overreact to the one game but it's just a reminder of the learning curve here when you're talking about someone who is trying to Take that next step and be the superstar. He's not there yet. He got the bag before he was the the max player. That's just the way the NBA works now. Definitely. Right? And so people got to, like, lower their expectations to me if you're talking about Pascal Siakam because sometimes he just got to – and the reason why I'm saying it's a shot selection, there was a a possession that I mentioned to you during the game where OG had it going. OG had it going the whole game, and we're going to get to OG in a sec. But OG had it going, right? OG was posting up, I think it was Harris, a smaller guy, and OG's begging for the ball. He just scored, like, two straight baskets. Pascal looked him off and then dribbled the ball off his leg. And it's like, that's what I'm talking about in terms of the shot selection and just making better decisions. Like, you got to know, I think too much pressure was put on Pascal in terms of, you're the max guy, you're the go-to guy replacing Kawhi. So in his mind, he thinks, I got to get to 25 a night, or I got to take as many shots to get me to 25 a night. Right. And that's not really what the Raptors need.
1: But I, I think also being that I think he's I think he's okay sharing this that spotlight with Fred at times because of their relationship. Yeah. But anytime he looks up and it's oh Norm's outscoring me or OG's oh, outscoring me, he he tends to force those next couple possessions.
0: I think it's just like, oh I haven't scored in a while. So yeah. I gotta shoot this ball. Right. And it's just like, no, no, no. Like still with the offense. And again, there's a learning curve here. Right. Like you don't just become a superstar. You got to learn how to deal with that. Right. You got to learn how to. okay, OG's hot. We're going to continue to feed OG or here's a mismatch over there. We're going to find that mismatch. And even learning just little things that I think Kyle Lowry, as he continues to age on this Raptors team, does such a good job of in terms of pacing himself. Right, Kyle could come down and take those deep dagger threes every single time down the floor, yeah. but he doesn't. He picks and chooses his spots, and I think that's the level that Siakam's got to get to in just terms of shot selection.
1: Yeah, but I think also, you know, if we go back a couple of games to to the Milwaukee game, mm-hmm. right, and Giannis didn't have a, a great night offensively, mm-hmm. right, but he still affected the game, right? Like 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 like, like like we were saying, right? So it's It's, okay, maybe my shot's off. I mean, you're Pascal. You're going to get to the free throw line. You're still going to get your touches. So maybe you only have 16. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But then you have 12 rebounds. Or you have seven assists. Or you have eight steals. Or or whatever the case may be. And and you're still helping your team to win. Because that is the objective, is to win. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. I just think, you know, again, it's a learning year for him especially. And I think... You Know we're, we're we're we have the luxury of being one of the top teams in the east, so we're okay if he's you know, as long as he's learning from these experiences, yeah, and overall the team gets better and and and, and progresses down the down the stretch,
0: yeah,
1: we're okay. It's not like we're fighting for a playoff spot, and these games mean as much as they would otherwise
0: i think too what ends up happening with pascal is just like you know and we see this a lot when they're playing the garbage teams and you know my guy will be having a good game and then at the very end you know you'll get the extra couple layups you'll get the couple extra points and it makes the stat sheet look good and all that stuff and and like i get it but we were kind of alluding to this and i said no let's talk about it on the pod right I think that the Raptors are better served. Like, the strength of this Raptors team, without your hands-down superstar Kawhi Leonard, which, you know, or even just that strict hierarchy that happened when it was Demar, then Kyle, then everyone else. Right. With this team now, it's not about getting someone to 30 points, because it's going to be someone different, and you almost got to ride that hot hand, whoever it is that night. But... The other guys got to be like, I'm cool getting between 15 to 20, right? And I'm talking Pascal, Norm, Serge, uh, Kyle, Fred, right. right? All those guys should be, I'm cool if I get like 15, right? Because that 15 becomes 20 with a couple free throws or maybe one more three. But the fact that I think, you know, if it's Siakam that's going to be the one that, oh, I'm trying to get to 25 every night or I'm getting to 30 every night, I don't think that's how this team has to play because I think everybody involved does a much better job when the ball movement is in play as Definitely. opposed to everyone just getting the ball on an iso play. And it's like Siakam go because no one else really gets those kinds of touches yeah. on the team. Right? right. Yeah. And so if Siakam, it's one thing to say last year, oh, Kawhi is a ball stopper. But that's Kawhi. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's a resume there. Siakam can't be here to to ball stop yet. And again, we're talking constructive criticism here about Pascal Siakam. We're coming from the understanding that we under we totally get the fact that he's still a young buck, learning and growing into his role as a lead scorer on this team. So. This isn't and we me and Beals were talking about it last pod, right? This isn't about knocking Pascal or dragging him down because we're talking about the fact that hey, my guy just needs to continue to work on his game and grow his game to where he can get to a point where it's like, okay, well, I'm not forcing up shots or I'm not going one of seven from three. Like after I miss four straight threes, you know what? I might not shoot another three again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's kind of what I'm I'm talking about. And on the flip side of that. You know, as I said, you're going to have whoever it is going off for points. Tonight, that was OG and Anobi. And there were positives to come out of this game. And I think OG having probably his best game ever as a Toronto Raptor. Yeah, that was it. I mean, he became the first player to have back to back games with six steals in franchise history. But overall, 32 points for OG, seven rebounds, seven steals for OG, 12 of 16 from the floor. Overall, OG and an OBQ, you've never seen him play this good, have no. you?
1: No, I mean, the fact OG got 16 shots means, <laughs> <laughs> means you know, obviously he was he was just engaged in the game on both ends of the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he did, he did. A, I mean, obviously Jokic still had a triple-double and came out with the win, but I think he did a, a pretty good job being obviously undersized yeah. on Jokic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he realized that Going the other way when Jokic was guarding him, that he could out quick him. Yeah. Um, so he he you know took 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 that advantage. Um, I think knowing that Jokic plays on the perimeter a lot, which again we can go into the today's NBA. If it was ten years ago, Jokic just goes to the to the block and punishes you all game for sure. Right, for sure. But yeah, I think OG OG played well. I think not having um, either Gasol or um, Surge.
0: Surge, it's like he got to me. I know where you're going with this. I think OG kind of got the mentality. Okay, I can own the paint tonight. There's yeah. no Surge. There's no Gasol. It's him and Rondé. Right. But he clearly had the mentality. I'm gonna dominate the paint. Plus, also just a versatility. That some of these guys on the Raptors have that OG is able to guard Jokic and then switch out on Murray. Yeah. Like that's an incredible advantage to have as a Toronto Raptors, first off. But secondly, just the way that my guy was playing, like it was crazy that he was in passing lanes all the time. Yeah. It was crazy that he was getting leakouts. I saw someone refer to it as uh, the pick six in terms of the steal and the dunk, yeah. right? Like, OG was making crazy plays on the defensive end, but offensively, you mentioned he had sixteen shots, and to me, the beauty of that was how many of those points were in the paint. Yeah. My guy was on the offensive glass. My guy was getting the ball in the post, making moves. He was just owning that paint offensively, which is what you know what you were saying about Surge. We normally yeah. see that from Surge, right. and life becomes super easy when you have that mindset. I'm going to get to the cup. And part of that also comes from the fact that Jokic is not a shot blocker. Yeah. Right. So Grant is an athletic guy, but he still has to come in. It's more help defense, yeah. right? And Grant
1: doesn't have the size.
0: Yeah. But it was just such a beautiful thing to see my guy again, 12 of 16. That's high efficiency. Yeah. Plus add in, he was three of six from three. So he still stepped out, knocked down the three, took the shot when it was there. And this you're not going to expect 32 points from OG and Anobi every night. No. But being a solid impact at both ends of the floor, that's what you want to see from OG and Anobi. And I think that's the guy who, you know, has Raptor fans salivating. Yeah. Right? Wondering, why can't we see this guy all the time?
1: Exactly. And and, and again, you're not going to get 32 points. No. You might not get 20 next game. But just, he just looked confident on the offensive mm-hmm. end. Like, the ball got to his hands and he knew what he was going to do yes. with it. Yes. And and he and he made those plays, mm-hmm. right? I think him just being more assertive on that offensive end mm-hmm. helps our helps our team. Right? I totally you, agree. Anytime you have five guys on the court who any one of those five can give you 20 to 30 on any given night, mm-hmm. that means everybody has to guard. And in the NBA, not everybody's going to guard. But if you have to guard five guys on the court, yeah. It, it, and it also makes it easier for other guys, Fred. Uh, Norm, Serge, Pascal, because that guy's not leaking off of OG thinking, well, OG is not even a factor on the offensive end.
0: Yeah, and I think OG does such a good job of cutting to the basket yep. as well, right? Definitely. So, like, he's not just standing in the corner ever, really, right? When the action's on the other side, he will make that great play of cutting to the basket. And I just think that's such a good job that we're seeing from OG. And when you have a game like that, when he was cooking, that's why I brought up the Siakam stuff earlier, right? You're Siakam. You got to realize that you can't hog that ball like that. And there was also another play. Siakam had the ball on the break. You were yelling, Terrence Davis is open, right? Terrence Davis was open on the leak out. Siakam decided to hold it, tried to drive himself, missed the layup. It's just making better decisions. And this is the first year that Siakam has to deal with this level of, you know, you're getting a lot of offensive attention. You're getting different looks defensively that you weren't getting before. So there's going to be a learning curve. And that's kind of what we're talking about more so than, you know, uh, Siakam's not that good. That's not the case. It's learning, yeah. there's a curve, and he's going to get there. Um, it's like when you
1: have the green light, it doesn't always mean you got to go 100 miles an hour. Exactly. Right? exactly. Sometimes you got to just stay in the slow lane yep. and, and pace it.
0: Totally. Um, someone else who's come back at a pretty good pace in their two games back since returning to the lineup is Norman Powell. Norm, 24 points tonight, 9 of 17 from the floor, also had six rebounds from Norm. And Nurse mentioned that Norm was kind of banged up after the last game, but obviously with the Raps being so depleted, he still toughed it out, came out tonight, had a really good game. But what did you make of Norman Powell in his second game back? What are you seeing from Norm? Or is it is he at the same level he was when he went down? or are you okay with his production
1: I'm okay, I'm okay with it I was I was kind of wondering how he was going to come back that was one of the big questions for me mm-hmm. um obviously having back-to-back 20 point games I don't think his I mean I, mean, I don't know if you could expect the kind of hot streak he was on before <laughs> he got <laughs> like, injured yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, right but I mean so his shots his shot is a little off is he doesn't have that consistency there mm-hmm. but he's still getting to 20 He's still you know you're not just sitting back relying on the 3 he's getting to the basket I-, I like what i see yeah i think you know a couple more games another week or two and i think we'll get that 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 vintage playoff Powell back
0: yeah to me norm the thing with norm too i like that he's come back and he's still been super aggressive yeah and as you mentioned something going on with his hand like so obviously that means there's probably an adjustment that he has to make on some level yeah right and nurse was very coy in how he was describing what was going on with Norm, and you know that tells me that there's obviously an adjustment that he's making. But to see him still have good scoring numbers yeah. while dealing with whatever the nagging injury is, that's a good sign. That to me is showing development from Norman Powell, a maturity, a, a learning that yeah. you can't do the same things or take the same shots that you would have taken before. Right. Right. And I think that's a mature Norman Powell than what we've seen from before. As someone jumps in here, uh jp sorry if i'm re- re- uh, pronouncing that wrong but he says no dunks for norm now maybe a week or two more just something that you said during yeah. the game as well right he had one hard drive to the basket and said he reversed it right and i was saying yo old norm bangs that on the dude
1: right? <laughs> yeah so i, I mean obviously I and mean, he kind of came back suddenly you know mm-hmm. what i mean like it yeah. wasn't like
0: oh norm's Hold on, it's a coincidence. It's not a coincidence, sorry. Yeah, that, exactly. Like, Fred is down, yeah. and Norm's back in. Definitely, right? Like, there's definitely some conversations going on where it's like, "Hey, how are you feeling? Are you okay? Are yeah, you okay? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah." Yeah, basically, if <laughs> basically
1: if, if, Fre- if Fred's in the game, if Fred's it's still healthy, Norm probably takes another week before coming back, or, or whatever the yeah. case may be. But I think, I think, I think we're actually seeing Norm hit that that level that we've been expecting for the last. Mm two or three seasons where just just consistency exactly. right and i think once he gets again gets back into game shape and gets the feeling in his hands back again mm-hmm. i think i mean can't hurt to have another guy who's capable of giving you 30 on any, on any given night
0: so, as mentioned, the raps are on the first game of a winning streak. Again, this is a Wrap It Up podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in, whether you are live on Twitter at Shell Alexander or on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. A reminder for the Instagram people if you want to see the full feed and hear Q and see the full set and proper audio, all that fun stuff, click the link in my bio on Instagram. That will send you over to the full feed of the pod. And of course, shout out to the people, the podcast peoples on itunes soundcloud google play youtube all that fun stuff really appreciate you guys for sure as we continue this conversation as raptors fall 133 to 118 to the denver nuggets on the first of a five game road trip and the thing that we should mention with the injuries going on everyone's still traveled with the team so like freddie yeah. is there and surge is there. I so there's Mark an expectation. There. Yeah, there's an expectation that Freddy and Serge could possibly play at some point during this trip, maybe even next game. Mark Gasol, not so much. But I do want to ask you, at on some level, are you kind of worried about the injuries or the health of this team down the stretch? Uh
1: definitely. Definitely. Now I think Serge and Fred, I don't think it's 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 not an injury, it's more banged up, like bruising and, you know, not just not being at 100%. And, again, we have the luxury of keeping those guys out where a loss here and there... It's not bothering you. Yeah, it's not not a big thing in the grand scheme of things. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think a lot of this is just making sure that, one, when mid-April comes, everybody's in the best shape that they could be at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, definitely... Um, as much as our depth is one of our strengths, it's not. It's not high level depth. It's not. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. playoff. It's not yeah. playoff depth where, like you, where Chris you
0: can... Boucher looked yeah. unplayable tonight. Yeah, I know he hit a three. I know he had some glimmers of you know like he was all right out there. Yeah. but in his nine minutes, like he had four fouls, but. He had some terrible turnovers. He tried to go coast to coast and like jumped in the air to make a pass and Nurse called timeout immediately. Um, He (laughs) He got beaten on defense. He got beaten on defense a bunch of times where like giving up wide open dunks. And I see what you're talking about, right? Like you're in this position right now where you can play Boucher because as mentioned, I mean, it's only nine minutes, but the reality of you going to Rondé Hollis Jefferson as your center not that it reeks of desperation. I don't want to say that, but it's a tough spot for your raps to be in. And I don't yeah. think that if, if health wasn't an issue, like I, I'm just saying, I'm a little more worried than I think more people are than the Raptors health situation down the stretch, just because Fred's been banged up the whole year. Yeah. Right. Norm, we know has injury history, but he's clearly banged up still. And he's gutting his way through it. Kyle Lowry though, Mm-hmm. I don't think, I think Kyle Lowry needs a rest at some point. His shooting numbers haven't been that good lately. And he's clearly, to me, pacing himself at a way higher clip than he was for the majority of the season. What I mean by that is he's picking like four minute spurts where he's going to go ham for. Yeah. Right. And like not chilling the rest of the game. Do you know what I mean? But pacing himself very well. And I think Kyle needs a rest. I mean, 17 points tonight, 4 of 14, but 2 of 10 from three-point land for Kyle tonight. I don't know. I just think we know Kyle's injury history before we know that you need him to be healthy in the playoffs. And I'm kind of worried about that. Serge's knee, kind of worried about that. Yeah. Mark Gasol. We know what the program is for him. Yeah,
1: but I mean the, the way just just the way Mark got injured is I think again we're talking about he was playing basketball all summer, mm-hmm. never got that that rest. He's he's in his mid thirties, and it's just he he pushed himself, and his hamstring went right. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't like he got hit,
0: yeah, you
1: nor know, came down wrong on and it. So, it was just pushing himself. So
0: and so you want to save that, like you right. don't want that to happen again. Now you'd right. rather have that if it's gonna happen again. I'm knocking on wood. Yeah. Sometime in the playoffs, right? So it's but then like you need
1: that, but that's what I'm saying, and that's why I thought in the trade deadline the one thing we did need because one, the the coaching staffs or Nick Nurse's reliance on Boucher, I don't think he felt he feels comfortable. Yeah. There.
0: And Boucher's not doing much to help himself.
1: Exactly. So
0: you need. I think. I think we needed another big man. Yeah. Just right? in case. Just in case um and on that note let's get to some comments and questions here as we always do on the wrap it up podcast in the segment we like to call ask on blast as mentioned this is your only live and interactive toronto raptors post game show so let's get to some comments here on instagram pastor wesley asks do you think nick nurse nick nurse's plays or sorry nick nurse's play style makes our players more injury prone past two years have been pretty brutal uh, I don't think so. No. I don't think so. I think um, the injuries, it's just the nature of the team and the way that the team plays. The team plays hard Yeah. every single night. And, you know, you're talking about rest and recovery. And, you know, I know this sounds weird to just watch because you have to really be paying attention to understand what I'm talking about here. But, like, the way that the Raptors play hard on defense, night in, night out, and run the floor. Like that is difficult to do, but also it's not a thing that happens in the NBA. Right. Like the pace of play has never been at this level ever in the history of the NBA. So if you're a team that's going out and playing hard defense while also pushing the pace on offense, that's a massive, massive load to handle
1: yeah.
0: for an NBA team. And so is that Nurse's style of play or is that the NBA style of play? Cool. Yeah. I don't know. But. You know, I, but I think, think the team built for that. No.
1: Yeah, but I think the Raptors. I think the Raptors are also at their best playing that way. For sure,
0: right? I think that's how they have to play.
1: They have totally. to. They have to. They they are an elite team in the league because they play that way, yeah. right? If they don't have, like we were just talking about Siak- Siakam, he's supposed to be our go-to guy, and he's he's had some 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 rough goes go at it. So we don't have that LeBron. We don't have that Kawhi, who like don't worry. This guy's gonna take you and give you forty points tonight, right? So the Raptors have to play that way. Like they're they're the way they play and the pace of the uh, of their play and their their hard defense is why they're an elite team, right? So if injuries are are a result of that, it's just you have to you still have to play. You still have to be who you are.
0: Yeah, totally agree with that. I think like, you know, as mentioned, especially with the way the Raps play with Fred and Kyle, yeah. you have to push the pace and get out and run because you're too small to sit in the half court and try to play like that against teams. Yeah, and definitely. plus, I think like the way that the Raptors have good shooters, but I think they're such good shooters because of the shots they get. And a lot of times when those are open shots because you're playing with pace, yeah. right? That just makes it that much better. Um Let's get some more comments here because there's a lot of people talking about uh, Pascal Siakam in the chat here. Uh, let's see. We the mutt says, Pascal needs to learn how to pass and handle the ball. Um, yeah, I think that's just development. Yeah. And again, I say this maybe every other podcast, but I say it as a reminder that literally two years ago, Dwayne Casey needed yeah. Kyle to beg him to allow Pascal to dribble. Yeah. So we're talking about two year span between you're not even allowed to dribble the ball up the floor to now you have to make all the plays on offense in crunch time when we need a bucket.
1: There's a learning curve. I I, I still think the expectations are too high. I think we still need to temper those expectations, right? Yeah. Like, he is the NBA's most improved player, right? Yeah. Like, certain guys that come into the league have no chance of ever getting that because they came in, as stars, exactly. right? He's coming. He's basically you get that because you're basically coming from bottom and now you've arrived, right? Yeah. But it's still not. It's just saying that from where he was, he was better, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't mean okay, you were nothing and now you're 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 LeBron. You know what I mean? Like he's still he's still up and coming. Yeah. Is what is what gets what I'm trying to say. So I think people thought, oh, most improved player. Oh, now you're going to be MVP next year, and it doesn't it doesn't happen that no, way, right? None, like Giannis no. got that, and then it took what I think it's been two, three years For since sure. that, and now yeah. he's an MVP candidate, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or MVP yeah. winner, right? Like
0: go back to the year when the Raps played them in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Giannis wasn't Giannis yet; he exactly. was on his way. He's right. close, but he wasn't there yet. Definitely. He's not the person we see now, yeah. right? Exactly. So I
1: think I think. The expectations, and and maybe this came with having Kawhi last year and being um, defending champions, like we thought, okay, now Pascal has to become this this year. But I just
0: think the expectations were too high mm-hmm. on him.
1: Yeah. They weren't, they weren't realistic.
0: So sticking with Pascal, DJ Raymond asks, question, was it a mistake for the Raptors giving Siakam the number one option title too soon? I don't I don't think so. No. Because here's the thing is, right? Like what does that really mean? That's just something that yeah. you say, right? And yeah. like I think we all knew that the way that the NBA as mentioned, Ben Simmons got the bag, Jamal Murray got the bag, you kind of had to give Pascal the bag too. Even though I was hey I'm here saying, and I was here saying, I don't think he's a max player, but what I think and what the NBA's reality is are two different things. And the reality of the NBA is you get the bag before you quote unquote earn the max bag, right? So they kind of had to give him the money. You're coming off the NBA finals where he was clearly your second best player or second most important player, however you want to phrase it. And so now by default, when you lose Kawhi, and you're not bringing in someone at Kawhi's level, by default, the assumption is going to be that he's that number one option. So that was going to come anyways. Now, I think the reality was for the fan base and the media to rein in their expectations on what they expected from Pascal Siakam in this season. Right? It's because exactly what you just said. He won Most Improved Player. Now, for him to replace Kawhi or be the max player that people thought he was going to be means that he would have to win most approved player again. Exactly. Which doesn't make sense, right? So it's just not realistic. And so I just think that everyone had the expectations. Like the bar just set way too high when there was gonna be a learning curve regardless and my guy is still having a great season yeah he's still an all-star started in the all-star game is averaging what over 22 23 points per game like he's still having a really good season but now we're seeing what we talked about all last year and all even before the Damar years. Yeah. There's levels to this yeah. shit. But, and uh, we're seeing uh, that right uh, now, and that's not a bad thing. Exactly. It's
1: just real shit. Of course. And 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 I think he's still ahead of the curve. Like, For sure. Like, nobody thought that Pascal Siakam, whether it's from draft night till, till even the beginning of last season, thought he was ever going to get to the level that he is now. So he's ahead of everybody's expectations. And I just think, again... Because of the championship and us really wanting to go back-to-back and knowing that in the NBA you kind of need that superstar that we just thought, okay, Pascal, you're that guy now. and mm-hmm. It just doesn't work that way.
0: No, it, it really doesn't. It's a lot di- more difficult than that for sure. Um, a couple more comments here. Pascal is better when Gasol and Ibaka are in. Spacing is a lot better. Uh, someone else also says here on Twitter, uh, missing Mark bad, which <laughs> – if you know me and you've been following this <laughs> podcast for a long time, it's music to my ears hearing people suddenly being like, oh, man, we need Mark Gasol. But how much do you think Pascal's, and I'm doing air quotes when I say struggles because it's not the end of the world. And I think people just as much as they overreacted on the positive, they're going to overreact on the negative, yeah. which isn't fair. But it's kind of 2020 Twitter land. But how much do you think he's affected, or the Raptors' offense as a whole is affected by not having Marcus?
1: Oh, I started the podcast off with that. It's, <laughs> it's just, it's just. I think it's just putting the ball in any of the Raptors' hands and just saying, "Here's, here's, here's the, here's the, here's the game. Go win, win for us. Go." Is it just doesn't work that way? Yeah, much. It's not fair, Marcus. Saul. Is a guy where you put the ball in Marcus Saul's hands. He's a veteran. He he's gonna say, okay, OG's the hot guy tonight. I'm looking for OG first, right? I don't think Marcus Saul just coming from where Marcus Saul is, or was. Mm-hmm. He's not saying, okay, Pascal, you have to you have to win this for us. It's not Pascal, Pascal, Pascal. It's whoever's hot, whoever's open. Marcus is gonna get them that ball, right? And I just think the ball movement, just everything, just. Looks Seems a better. lot better offensively. Looks a lot smoother mm-hmm. with him in the game.
0: Yeah, totally. Right?
1: With totally. with And, and then uh, when he does go get down to the block, whether it's him or Serge, obviously now you're, you're, race, you're kind of erasing a, a seven-footer mm-hmm. from the defense. Even yeah. if they do have a shot blocker, they have to contend with For somebody sure. down low, so they're not going to be able to rotate as fast to get to whoever's uh,
0: getting to the bucket. So here's some spice coming from the chat here. And very interesting question. But Fly Miss says, I'm going to skip a little bit about it. But basically, I don't really care about Siakam getting 30 plus against bum teams. The continuation of that, show up when we need you. And it's followed up with, look at Jason Tatum compared to Pascal Siakam. I see you shaking your head. <laughs> I see you shaking. Uh, and your And I head. see I
1: seen that comment, and I think uh, still again, temper your expectations. Jason Tatum was an All American <laughs> basketball player since right since high school. Right, went to Duke. Went to Duke. Right, yeah. was always an offensive threat. Could have arguably been the number one pick. Should have should have been the number one pick. Right. Was a number three pick. Was a lottery pick. Mm-hmm. Pascal Siakam was drafted twenty seventh. Yeah. Right. Temper your expectations. Yes, they're making the same amount of money. Right. Like, and honestly, there's a lot of things that Siakam does that Jason Tatum can't do. True. Right. That's fair. And that's and that's and that's what we're talking about is is I think right now with Pascal's offensive game being off, it's he's allowing it to affect the rest of his game, right. But Jason Tatum can't is not as quick as Pascal Siakam. Jason Tatum isn't as long as Pascal Siakam. He has, he's, more he's, has, he's more skilled. He's, his, he's, he's more. more, skilled, more basketball he's more skilled. He's more basketball, basketball skilled. skilled, But he's been playing basketball in the United States his whole life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. He's 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 been the man his whole life on every team he's played for. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So that transition is easier for him.
0: No, I mean, I, I don't. I don't disagree with that. I think that. Again, the expectations that we have for Pascal are a little too much, but there is the flip side of, hey, with the contract, with all that comes great responsibility, and part of that is taking the smoke when you lose some big-time games because I really do think there is something to, you know, I'm going to rein in a little bit of what Fly Miss was saying because I do agree with it on some level, but I will say, When I see the the big boy games that Siakam has against the crappy teams, I write that off. Like I'm just like, okay, whatever. Like who cares about that? Like I really do watch those games. I'm like, all right, you put up 35 against the Suns. Like I don't care. I'm more interested in what you're doing against the Bucks. I'm more interested in what you're doing against the Nuggets. Right? Those are the things that are gonna see that are gonna show me where you're at. Because again, I'm not mad at where you're at. I just like it to see the measuring stick of, okay, now that we get into the playoffs and let's say there's a tough game where it's, you know, you're down 2-0, going back, right? Yeah. Can you win us a game? I'm going to know what my expectations are for those situations. Exactly. Right? And that's all I'm saying in terms of the measuring stick and where they are. Because I just think that uh, someone's telling me to read their OG take, but I can't find it. So I'll try to find that, but anyways, I just think what we're seeing with Pascal Siakam is right now he's gotta he's still learning to develop his next moves because Fly Miss points out she says it's either he pump fakes shoots a three or drives all the way to the basket and it's true there is no mid range like pull up move or anything that he has it's just shoot the open three or you're driving barreling all the way to the basket and not even shooting like. Like dunking on someone, you're like throwing up a contested, like flailing shot. And so there's gotta be some mix and match because again, the success from Pascal Siakam last year mm-hmm. was the hustle plays, getting out on the break, having Lowry find him on the leak out. That was a lot of his easy buckets last year.
1: Exactly. And I, and that's and that's where the tempering of the expectations is, is because we've never seen we've never seen a, a real offensive arsenal. Yeah. Go go out there, right? Like it's, it's his, he was a hustle guy. Yeah. He was a hustle guy who, and and I think that's kind of gone away with them kind of force feeding him on offense in the half court. He yeah. He's, he's not there yet.
0: Uh, I think I found Logan's comment here. He says, I've been on the OG train now for about, for about a month or two. I think OG is our X factor in the playoffs this year. See, I think this is going to sound weird. I think the Raptors are a team filled of X-Factors.
1: Definitely.
0: Do you know what I mean? Like this team, going back to what I was saying earlier about just how they're constituted and it's not about Pascal getting the 25 every night. Yeah. It's going to be all these guys. You need them to be at 15, somewhere around 15 points. And it's going to be because all of these guys are playing well. It's not going to be because one guy went out and got you like 45. That's not going to be how the Raptors are going to win in the playoffs. It's not going to be how they're going to have success. It's going to be team-oriented. And, you know, let's be honest. Teams like that don't win in the playoffs. Yeah. right. I mean, and
1: and that's been our team the whole year. Like, if we look, we've had eight, I think, eight different guys lead us in
0: points, right? So it's... It's interesting. It's very interesting. But... Either way, tough loss for the Toronto Raptors is a tough way to start the road trip as they lose 133-118 to 118 to the Denver Nuggets. Again, Pascal Siakam with an off night, 16 points on 6 of 21 shooting, but a career now OG Ananobi, who had 32 points, 7 steals, 7 rebounds, and a solid 12 of 13, twelve of 16 shooting from the floor for OG. Yep. Great game. Definitely. Norman Powell also looked good in his second game back. Correct? Yeah, yeah. Norm's my guy. Norm's, Norm's. Norm's my guy now. Norm. That's what I'm hearing from.
1: Q. Norm's always my guy. I was, okay. ne- I was never on the okay. trade norm. I was never on the trade norm bandwagon. Because okay. again, okay. there's, there's skills that he has that I don't think any other
0: raptor have. Interesting. Okay. I'm seeing people talk about Henry Ellison in this chat right now, not and happening. I don't know the context of it, but I'm not even going to deep not dive happening. into that. But
1: we can like um, like the uh, yes we need another big man. But you also got to remember that Chris Boucher was G League MVP, <laughs> right? <laughs> Henry Ellison is doing this in the G League. Oh uh,
0: man, uh, someone's asking if since Siakam injury has he been the same since? Hmm. Well, I, don't I, think, if, I don't know if
1: the injury has anything to do with it. I, so I just too. think.
0: He, I think it's just the word got out, and I think the word got out, so you just got to adjust, right? Like you got yeah. to adjust. That's just the nature of it. Um, I also think that Siakam just got to adjust the start of his game. I think the start of his game. It's something we talked about about OG. It's something we continuously talk about. Pascal, don't settle for the threes early on, right? Get yourself going with a layup, going to the basket. Or oh, it's Norm. We always talk about that too. Get yourself going by going to the basket getting a layup, maybe getting to the free throw line, then step outside and shoot the threes. But when you're starting the game and you're just bombing away from three-point land and the shots aren't falling, now you're pressing, right? And you think that obviously you're going to hit the open three because you hit open threes all the time. Yeah. But that's not the way to get yourself going. And I think that's been the problem at least the last two games for Pascal.
1: And then I think I think early. the defense, you, you you've also made the defense job easier. Okay, Pascal's missed. Pascal's zero for three, so we can't shoot threes. I don't have to guard him out there anymore. Yeah. Right. So now it's now it's that much harder for you to now drive and dribble and drive past people because they've taken three steps back.
0: Totally, totally true. Um, overall, though, I'll say let's not overreact. Right. Like uh, Pascal Siakam did struggle tonight, but that's all right. Let's be serious. The Raptors are undermanned, and you're going against one of the best bigs in the league, Nikola yeah. Jokic. Finishes with 23 points, 18 rebounds, 11 assists, eight of 11 from the floor. Total domination. And that's what a big guy should do, an all-star big should do when the other team is undersized due to injury, right? He took full advantage of it and you got to give credit where credit's due. Good win for the Denver Nuggets. Raptors look to bounce back as their next game is in Phoenix on Tuesday. You would hope that's a win. But again... With these injuries, I don't know what's happening with the Raps. And, and clearly, as of now, it seems their biggest focus is just getting healthy. Yeah. We're into March, so the playoffs are right around the corner. And you heard them talk about it during the broadcast. I disagree with this point, but I understand it. They were talking about how your positioning doesn't really matter that much. Oh, so it so matters. You can get, you can try to like rest people and hope people come back. I disagree with that. Yeah. But It's going to be interesting down the stretch because getting the two seed as opposed to getting the three seed, there's a huge difference between that. And Uh, you know what? And and I, I, I
1: just, I just think the first round. Let's, let's. I think we can throw the first round out, right? No, no, no. I'm saying as, as the one, two seed, one, two, one, two, one, two, two, maybe even three, depending on how things fall. I don't think so. You, You just, you just don't want to. You just don't want things to fall where now you're playing Philly first round. That's what I'm
0: saying. Right? But hold on, hold on though. Like, look at who's in the sixth seed. Like, Indiana. I know it's Indiana right now, but it's but pretty Philly's close. Yeah, it's pretty
1: close. Well, that's like, what I'm saying. So you
0: could finish third and you're playing Philly in the first round of the playoffs. You don't want that if you're the Raptors. No, definitely not. Three six matches.
1: Definitely not. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying to you is, is we're assuming, like, that's that, that's the, that's the, kind of the obvious thing, right? But even the second round, you don't want to go into Boston Gardens. The, Without home, with the home court, right? Yeah, no, for sure. You don't want you don't want, and then I mean, depending on how far you fall, because you still got Miami and Philly that's right there at four or five, only a few games back. Any of those teams can go on a run. I know Philly's dealing with their own injury problems, yeah. But you Just also want to you you also want to yeah you also want to avoid having to play Milwaukee in the second round, right? Yeah, there's so a lot of things. It that, it, like, it, it it does matter. Yeah. I mean we we had with with this 15 game win streak we have we had this kind of luxury where you could lose 3 in a row and mm-hmm. still be in second but now you've had your lose, losing streak now we got to turn it up
0: and Boston has a very tough schedule but Boston lost a tough game on uh or last night, yeah. to the Rockets, which was a crazy game, yeah. if anyone caught that in OT last night. But Boston now is just a half game back of the Raptors for second spot. Yeah. And if you look at the sixth seed, Indiana is only a half game behind the Sixers, who lost today. Yeah. So it's crazy. There's still a lot of juggling to go yeah, around. It, it and is. We play tough... Boston.
1: We play Boston, I think, in two weeks.
0: But I'm saying it's a tough decision if you're Nick Nurse and Masai Ujiri, Bobby Webster, their whole crew in terms of deciding, what do you do, right? How are you going to play this out? Are you going to try to rest guys down the stretch, or are you trying to maintain that two seed for all of the reasons you just mentioned? Yeah. I mean, with that said, that just makes games like Tuesday. I don't
1: think there is no rest. I think when you have a full squad, if you have a full squad, then I can say, okay, Mark is going to play Tuesday, Serge is going to play majority of the minutes Thursday, Yeah. and vice versa. Maybe... Okay, Fred, you don't have to play today, mm-hmm. but you're going to play next game, and yeah, uh, especially on back to backs, which we I think we have two back to backs this month two backs left. Yeah, right. Then you have that luxury with with the injuries or the roster as as is. You don't really have that luxury to rest people.
0: Yeah, and I'm, and that's what I'm saying. Like to lose to the Hornets and yeah. then you come back and you lose this game. I'm going to be interested to see what happens now, right? Because you got to get that Phoenix game now when you're looking at this stretch. And Phoenix, you're assuming that Steph's going to be back by the time you play Golden State on Friday? Yeah. Or no, Thursday they play Golden State. Thursday, yeah. You're assuming Steph will be back, so who knows? Like, I mean, especially, like, what if it's Steph's first game and that crowd (laughs) is just, like, going crazy? Like, who knows, right? But this road trip can get very interesting, and that – Win street could be just so far in your rear view mirror <laughs> that yeah. you're like almost lucky. You did go on that crazy win street. Cause who knows what spot you could be in. Right. But either way, I just think health is still the most important factor. If you're to have a chance to make a deep run into the playoffs, regardless of where you end up. So hopefully Raptors can get back to their winning ways, but Q in between, where can the people hit you up, man?
1: All social media, simply underscore, just underscore Q. That's Twitter, that's Instagram, or at DDSCaps. Again, check us out anytime DDSCaps.com.
0: And of course, my name is Sheldon Alexander. Thank you guys for tuning in, as you always do, on this the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show where we try and take all your comments and questions. The 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 chats on Twitter and Instagram were on Fuego tonight. And I think losses in a three-game losing streak yeah. kind of does that to the fan base. And so the role that I'm always going to try to play is, it's okay. It's not as bad as you think. It's never as bad as you think, and it's never as good as you think, right? <laughs> it's always somewhere in the middle. So I always try to rein people back to the middle, and I just think that everything's going to be okay once they get healthy. And by okay, I just mean you have a chance to make a run. Yeah. You don't have a chance if you're not healthy. Yeah. But hey. Until next time, my name is Sheldon Alexander. Thank you guys again. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube. Like us, subscribe, rate us, all that fun stuff. And see you guys again live on Twitter for the only live and interactive Raptors post game show there is. See you guys on Tuesday. Really appreciate it because I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up On Blast Raps post game show, as always. Unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya.